This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football is our religion. The One Horse Stadium is our church. Nigel Clough, the God that some of us still choose to believe in. By name, I am your priest and this is the Sunday Sermon. Settle down, everyone. I think this could be an interesting one. A 2-0 defeat away at Northampton leaves a lot to be desired and leaves the Stags just above the drop zone. Another poor performance, one where there seemed to be no effort, no desire, no want, no love, no fight for the shirt. And a lot of Stags fans, over a thousand, travelled to the Sixfield Stadium, left feeling very, very aggrieved. This is the place to get all those worries, all those annoyances, all those grievances out in the open and have your say on your team. Is Clough still the right man for the job? That's a question being asked. Are all of these injuries and suspensions to blame or is it the players? Is there something missing in the camp? Is there a dressing room camaraderie? That's a big word for this time on a Sunday. And are the Stags capable of pulling things around? They've got to work quickly. But on Tuesday night at home to Port Vale, where Sir Mal of Bedding will return, so will Stephen Quinn back from a six-game suspension, along with Tyreek Sinclair, his three-game ban up. Will that be enough to see Mansfield Town turn a corner? Or are the Stags heading in one direction? Nigel Clough said he wanted to take them out of League Two. At the moment, he's heading the wrong way, down a one-way street. Get involved and have your say on your team right now in the comments. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Sunday Sermon. And never has a sermon been so important this afternoon. So hit that like button, hit that share button. Get your comments in now and let's talk it all through. What lessons can we learn and can we get through and ready for Tuesday to pick ourselves up and get back in the race? 
another Saturday afternoon where we're left thinking, what else could we be doing? Another Sunday afternoon thinking, why are we sitting here going over it again? But this, as always, is the place for you to let it all out and have your say on your team. Why? Because even when Mansfield Town are doing absolutely woefully in the league, they will always matter. Joining me on the Sunday Sermon, albeit virtually, uh, to go through all of yesterday's nightmare scenarios, all of the questions, all of the topics, we've got Clive, the voice of calm, parking, and the blind stag, aka Mr Nathan Edge, who was uh, in the crowd yesterday at Northampton, where it says a lot, Nath, that an opposition player gets more of a rapport and more of an applause and a reception than the current Mansfield Town squad. How are you today? Evening, yeah. Evening, guys. Um, I think we're all still coming to a little bit to terms with the situation we're in at the minute. I think that's the best way of putting it. Yeah, we certainly are. And the comments are already blocking in. Of course, the Stags losing yesterday uh, by two goals to nil away, away at Northampton Town. Another performance which was lacklustre to say the very least. Get your comments in now, get involved and let's dive straight into them. Uh, Jamie has kicked us off um, today with this one. Nigel Clough's record, it is played 47, uh, won 15, drawn 16, lost 16, lost one game more than he's won. His win ratio is 31.9%. I'm not too much looking into that as yet. But let's dive in with the most important question straight straight away, Nathan. It's one thing which people were sort of talking about as we were leaving um, Northampton yesterday, and is and that is, is Clough still the right man for the job? Because remember, we were here this time last year with a certain Irishman, a Mr. Coughlin, who was doing arguably way, way worse with no sign of improvement and no injuries or whatever to contend with. And we were calling for his head. So when results don't go for you, questions are asked. Indeed. Um, and I, I imagine it's probably going to be coming up a lot in the comments tonight. It's been all over social media last, you know, last 24 hours. It's been, I mean, it was a conversation in the cars and everyone's journey home, I suppose, yesterday as well. So um, unfortunately, when you do go on such a, is it 12 games now without a win? Um, mm. You know, sadly, those questions are going to be, uh, going to be asked and those chants that we heard on the uh, on the terrace yesterday for the last 20 minutes albeit yeah all right I get it was a you know a bit of banter for yourselves in it to try and get yourselves to, to enjoy the game in a in a weird weird way of doing it but um you know that that, that they will happen when you're on a run like this so those, that question is there unfortunately I think for me I'm going to be in a bit of a minority tonight but I'll I'll, I'll give my honest honest opinion um so but for me it's it's, 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 it's too soon at the moment. I think I'm still going to say, even though it's frustrating as it is, judging when we've got our players back, because rewind just over you know a month and a half ago after the first few games of the season, even when we lost to Swindon, for example, and blew it at Colchester, everyone was still saying, what a team we've got. We're playing good football. Um, you know, we're creating. We just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. What's changed since then? A heck of a lot of injuries. Very ridiculous suspensions, which is our own fault. We've got, you know, there's no there's no two ways of that. And I think Nigel Kussman management recently hasn't been great either. So there's a lot to pick apart there. But for me, I'm still sticking with him for the time being. But obviously you can't you can only go so long without winning a match and it's getting a bit desperate now. 
Yeah, um, I think that's a very interesting <clears throat> point, isn't it? I mean, uh, we'll delve more into that, I'm sure, as the comments flood in. Clive, yesterday it was the first one you'd uh, missed in personal season, but you were glued to your uh, to your, to your eye follow and your your radio sets, keeping an eye on the game yesterday and having a listen to it from uh, from afar. Was it? Did it sound as bad as what it looked? Yes. Next question. <laughs> I, thought I, was, I thought I was speaking to Nigel Clough then for a minute. So, Nigel, uh, what Can you I just like say that uh, you mentioned something earlier, and it, it's perfectly true. We've been playing Harry Styles football one direction. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> no, gonna... the other thing was, the other day I was, I was in the week that William Shatner was blasted into space, after watching Star Trek on one of the... One of the channels and it reminds me for the last few weeks well last eight weeks we've been playing cling on football haven't we clinging on all the time instead of creating things and i think I, uh, that's where we're at at the moment we've got a team which Clough sets out to cling on with well that's not good for fans it's not good for the future but you've just got to believe that it's circumstances that to a certain extent are outside his control that has brought us to this place and those circumstances can only improve as players come back. Keep your comments flooding in. Jamie says, I'm starting to understand why players didn't want to come to the Stags. No creativity and no pace and no effort at all uh, yesterday. Paul says, Clough uh, is losing the dressing room uh, to turn um, to turn around to Steve-O yesterday and say he doesn't know where the next win is coming from uh, is pretty bad. I'm going to delve into that a little bit, um, Nath, because Nigel Clough yesterday in his post-match press conference, he, he's annoyed me for a few, in quite a few of his co- in conferences and post-match uh, interviews um, over the last month or so. Yesterday um, was pretty much the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm behind him 100% to, to turn it around and to, to take the club forward over a longer period of time. But the way he's, he's made his comments recently have really, really annoyed me. Highlights yesterday were effectively we were playing a B team. Um, we've got no chance of winning, that sort of thing. It just does not breed any sort of confidence into a dressing room which is clear for all to see, which is already bereft of confidence. So to then hear your manager say that, because they might turn around and say that they don't listen to interviews. Yeah. I guarantee they listen to interviews and uh, and get feedback on what he said. It's a natural part of life. So for him to come out and say that, it just breeds, it does not give me confidence as a supporter whatsoever that he's got those players full back in. Well, I mean, listen, you don't need all the players to watch an interview. You only need one of them to watch it, sit down and put it on. And, uh, you know, they, then they'll text the other one and get in touch with the one. And, and that's the way... Yeah, they'll all they'll all definitely get to hear about those sort of things, and it kind of you kind of go back a few weeks now, don't you? And maybe uh, Mr. Parking was was correct with the whole Cal Gord, uh, Elliot Hewitt situation, where he you know did throw him under the bus, and at the time, I mean, to be honest, Clough got a lot of praise for that, saying it was you know he was just being being honest, being harsh, being tough, um, and saying that that might be the way to deal with. It. But actually, now when you look at it over the last month and combination with everything else that's going on and the players being down on confidence and with you that that the comment sort of yesterday was a bit frustrating because you look at it and think it is no surprise the players are going out there with a um they should go out with desire that should be a given regardless of who who's on that pitch so that was disappointing from our point of view as, as fans but confidence is a completely different thing um and to to hear your manager not have belief in you either it should be the opposite. It should be it should be rallying them and, and trying to get them going. 
and give them a bit of self-belief so we can maybe go and snatch something. That's that's what it should be when you're in this position, when you're backs against the walls. It should be, you know, we're, yes, we are missing a few key players, but let's come together as a team and, and give them a bit of belief in what they can do and step up. As Tom says, uh, Clive, all the players who played yesterday must feel worse after Clough's comments. Talk about kicking people whilst they're down. Yeah, I don't subscribe to the uh, public hanging of players by managers. Um, and, and I think some of it's probably tongue-in-cheek and it may well be that the players prepared for it. But I still don't agree with it. Um, I think a, a manager essentially has to be a really good communicator. And you'd imagine that Clough is. But he's not doing a very good job at the moment because he's not giving the fans anything. You know, what he's saying is, oh, yeah, this is a circumstance we had, uh, blah, blah, blah. And he's not coming saying, well, look, we're in a bit of a pickle at the moment, but we're on our way out of this. You're going to have to bear with us. It will come good. It might not be true, but we want to hear him say it. Mm, yeah, absolutely. A yeah. uh, different slant on it um, from uh, from Richard, mm. who says the last 10 matches have passed. Leave the negativity at home on Tuesday and we've got to get behind them. Completely agree with that. And I think the way that Stags fans have been at home this season, uh, we'll see that. It's always been a, a decent atmosphere so far at the one call. And I think with key players back, such as Stephen Quinn, it will be a different game on, on, on Tuesday night. And as I'm sure we'll touch <laughs> on upon later. Um, Jim says... Um, uh, I wouldn't sack Nigel Clough, but John Radford must be querying the recruitment process. The last two windows have been poor. Yeah, that's something uh, which we've certain uh, spoken. Of, we've certainly spoken about um, uh, a number of times. Uh, interesting comment uh, from Craig. This one will divide uh, everybody <coughs> on here. Um, don't agree with cheering an ex-player's name and uh, and well chanting David Flickcross Barmy Army. Well, at least. Um, it would have looked good uh, on Snapchat stories. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, there's, there's certain things yesterday which were uh, interesting um, interesting to observe, um, really. We've got to get out of this mindset, undoubtedly, of going, oh, come back, Flitcroft. We've got to get out of that because we're, we're two man- we've what, three managers down the line now with a completely different squad. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. And we're never going to replicate those days. So I Croft will never come back while Hymus is still on the board anyway. No comment. I you know, <laughs> I I uh, I you know I, I agree with, with that that you know we shouldn't be sort of looking to, to go back to him because I could go we could go all the way back further couldn't we and say well Those come back days. Keith Kill come back Keith Kill because you got us to a playoff final come back you know Bill Dayden and Stuart Watkins because you t- jointly you know managed to get promotion come back Paul Cox and we can go back you know through the, the years and managers and, and, and ask them to come back you know it's never going to happen but the Danny Rose thing I do disagree with um, you know I, I you know that was funny that was quite and I think actually that shows more of what he is than anything I don't want this to be a discussion about him because it's not the you know Northampton have got their own podcast for that it's called it's all cobblers to me go and have a little look for it but really nice of him just on a little side note to come down to the Stags fans and applaud them before and after the game yesterday and it shows uh, this is my point really I mentioned at the top it shows a lot when an opposition player is willing to come down applaud the Stags fans and, and uh, take time to show his appreciation more than the actual effing manager who every single week disregards the travelling Stags fans. Over a thousand there yesterday. All right, they were a little bit, um, a selection of which were chanting old managers' names and, and singing songs like, you know, um, how, you know, SH1 team must you be, we lose every week and all of that, the, the negative chance but that's part and parcel of watching football that's part and parcel um 
of a crowd. But if you're the manager of a football club, we've spent hard-earned money on coming to watch you. Come and acknowledge us. Because when you don't, that's why people get on the back and want you sacked. That's what annoys me. I think the, the old the old Danny Rose chat. I think if we weren't losing two and playing so badly and the game was done, I don't think it'd have been quite as there oh, let's is. make as much of a deal about it. It would have been or when he came on, I think he'd have gotten an applause. They might have sang Danny Rose a couple of times and that would have been it focused back on the game. But the game was done. You know, we were doing nothing. So I think it was you know, as a fan's point of view, just it's a bit of sort of banter between fans, isn't it? I was in even ourselves, just cheer his name, sing it a little bit. <laughs> And all the other songs that came with it. So that that yeah. that is what it was. I, don't I think, think would have sorry to interrupt. I think the fans have every right to sing ironically and to cheer ironically Danny yeah. Rose or anyone else. They're putting up with a load of manure at the moment and they're paying for it. Uh, over a thousand of them paid to go down to that game, including me, and I didn't go. Um <laughs> and I think you have every entitlement, and it's provided not ripping individual players to bits in a savage way. Mm. That's what they're paying to have the privilege to do. I don't, you know, from on the on the some of the sh shite that we see on uh, on uh, social media, I don't subscribe to any of that, and I'll, I'll call people out when I think they're being wrong. But I think when you're on the terraces, you can sing what you like. Uh, Simon says, I was there yesterday and I don't think the Northampton keeper needs to put his kit in the wash after that match. Uh, need I say more? Um, Tom says, uh, it's worrying uh, if we are completely reliant on two 37-year-olds who are never going to play all 46 games in Quinn and Perch. Definitely got to stick through, uh, stick through unless serious chance of relegation. Don't want to be doing this uh, every single season. Uh, Paul says, stick with him. He will sort it. This was always going to be a uh, long-term project. Uh, Darren says, Clough in, but he needs to take the pressure off the players um, <laughs> by saying he is to blame for our current position and nobody else, and he will sort it out, out with the players' help and support. And I think that's actually a really good comment, Clive, because he's coming out week by week, and you can almost play Clough Bingo. In fact, I think we might, if we, you know, I think we might make a Clough Bingo at one point just for a laugh. Referees, dodgy decisions, yellow cards, injuries, suspensions every single week. Things aren't going against us. No, Nigel. This is one thing which actually really frustrated me again yesterday. I'm on a rant again because I've been up since 5am and I'm annoyed. Um, he came out and said, we've effectively got a B team out there. And do you know what? I really feel for those players like James Clark, um, to name just one, who's run his absolute socks off and done really, really well for the team. But yeah. we all know that, you know, he's, he's classed by the manager as a, you know, be second or third choice. So he's got absolutely no, um, you know, belief that he can go on and um, secure that number one spot because he knows when somebody else is available, he's going to be back out. What's the use in that for the development? It's a squad game. Every single player should be able to feel worthy of getting a place for Saturday, not going, well, I'm not clear not going to play because he's he's fit and he's, he's the gaffer's blue-eyed boy at right back or at, up front. And then the other part of that is, is saying is effectively perhaps saying that like Bowery's a second choice. Well, you had Rizzo's. You left him on the bench. Great. Was there a question in there somewhere? Uh, no, I just <laughs> thought I'd take it off and have a rant. To be honest, well, <laughs> no, I, think, yeah, it I was, think where it, you were going is, is saying, what, "Do I agree with the the, the uh, criticisms that we're making of Clough?" Yes, I do. I think he's a highly paid man with lots of experience. And how would he have felt when he was in his? 
footballing use to have been condemned as a I'll only pick you because the, you're the only one I can get hold of at the moment attitude and to be described as a B player or even worse uh, and then you know not to take as the manager your share of the blame I'm not saying he's, he should say it's all down to me because it clearly isn't but I think he's got to take his share and I think you're right as well the, the signals are coming out there aren't good ones. He should be coming down to the fans and clapping them for being there, if if only to re recognise that, that they've done nothing wrong. But, yes. uh, you know, every manager's different. And, uh, you know, on a, uh, if we were winning, nobody would care, would they? <clears throat> on the flip side, he did he did say in the post-match interview that he held his hands up and he said he did choose the wrong yeah, the wrong formation and tactics for the game. So he well, did we've been telling take that some for, for months. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah. But, uh, that that means nothing if it doesn't go and change change that on Tuesday, does it? So, uh, but you know, in some ways, it, it did accept a bit of responsibility there. But like I say, I think just the 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 moral of the story is it was it was that whole you know we yes we know we're <clears throat> we we we've got a B team out there because it is um yeah you know, we're missing a lot of key players, but you don't go out and. And say it in that manner, do you? You, you? you put it across in a completely different way to try and, like you said earlier, Clive, to try and say, you know, yes, it's tough at the minute. We're, we're all aware of it. We're trying to come together as a team um, and and it will get better, but we're not hearing that at all. No, That's right. So you should be saying things like, I believe in these players. They're having a rough time at the moment. It's not the best team we can put out because of reasons you don't really need to explain to you, but they're working their socks off. I'm with them. I hope you'll stay with us. It's something we've got to fight a way out of, and that's what we're doing. <laughs> uh, all right. It sounds like a little bit of, uh, you know, psycho speak, but that's exactly what footballers need. It's what's needed. But, that, but you know what? That's, that's what he gets paid for. He's paid to manage the team. He's paid to manage expectations of the fans. And I think sometimes you've got to read your audience. You've got to know your room. And I don't think he quite grasps it with Mansfield fans sometimes. Yes, we're all angry. We're all disappointed that we are where we are in the league. But a lot of us do understand and are with him the fact that he's had so many injuries and so many suspensions. But there's also another side to this. For me, when he's saying that, you know, it's his B team and he's just waiting for his A team to come back, <laughs> that raises a lot of questions. And, and Michael's made a good point in the comments saying, I think there, that there is no desire and passion in our play. Poor systems and players obviously playing without direction or confidence. And I think a lot of that comes from this whole attitude of, here's my set 11, this is what I'm going to play. And if you're not in it, you'll play when somebody else is, is not available. And it doesn't create a good atmosphere in the training ground. It doesn't create a good atmosphere in and around the dressing room. So it's no wonder that when it comes to a match day and we're struggling, we've got two or three players missing through injuries or suspensions, Nath, that we're not playing with a nice fluidity. We're not playing with confidence. We're not playing with the passion and that energy that we need to because the players know that on Tuesday night, Stephen Quinn's back, so one of them's getting dropped. Yeah, I mean, kick it further, you know, a few months, a few months down the line. Let's say, you know, we do get through a sticky patch, sticky patch, and he and he remains with other stuff like that. You also got when we get players back. You've then got those players who, that are here now that you would say should be knocking on the door trying to get into that first team. Well, if they know that they, then basically regarded as a, as a B team and not going to really get in unless there's an injury. Then where's the incentive for them in, in training in, in each week to? try and get into the team. You know, the first thing they're going to want to do is think, well, if I'm that much out of favour, they're going to look to, to move elsewhere. And it kind of, again, go, going back to one of the, I think it might have been Jamie's comment earlier, right at the top of the show about, um, you know, where's he, what, you know, is that why we're struggling to bring players into the, 
you know, into the, into the, into the club at the moment, uh, you know, if, if that's how they're being seen publicly <laughs> to be treated, the other players outside are going to wonder what that's like also behind closed doors. And that's, that's a bit, that's, again, not managers isn't just about picking your 11 and doing your tactics. It's about man managing each, each of those players as well. Cause they're not just, not just footballers. They're, they're, they're men, they're people that need to be managed mm-hmm. in a certain way. And it, it doesn't seem like it's working very well at the moment. And that's probably why there's the rumours of losing the dressing room, losing the passion being gone. That's going to happen if there's, if there is negativity in the camp. It goes back to what I was saying, you know, in, in the week, like I mentioned on the last podcast, you know, I bumped into Ben Footy, the ex-Stags assistant manager to a certain Mr. Flickcroft. And he was saying that, you know, if you look at the two seasons where we had him and Flickcroft in charge and then the following season with, with Dempster, then then Coughlin, where it all started to unravel and, and, and go wrong, he said, you've got to manage individuals. You're not managing footballers, you're managing human beings. They're spending a large you know, proportion of their life and their time in and around the same people. And if they're not happy and they're not you know, finding the right way to work for them, they are going to get disconcerted. They are going to get um, unfocused and it is going to affect on the pitch. And, Yes, winning games and having a positive run of results, you know, breeds mentality and gets you up there. But when it starts to go wrong, if if things aren't managed in the right way, that's where things can unravel. And um, I think that's a very big point. I'm going to put a question, though, to you, Clive, from, from Jamie. Um, he says, uh, is Clough pinning his hopes that Stephen Quinn is going to turn around on Tuesday? Personally, for me, I think, he, I think uh, there's a big, maybe like 85 95% of uh, that is is probably true. I think so. I think, and it's, it's not unreasonable to expect an improvement when he comes back into the team, provided he can stay on the pitch. Uh, I also think we need to uh, look in the sh- medium to long term now with our central defence situation, because we've got a right perch out of the equation mm. for this season anyway. And it's clear that the ones we, we're using at the moment, whether they are designed to be in those positions or not, are not as good as they need to be. By the way, I would soon, I'd bring uh, Hawkins back into central defence. Um, I think he's oh. the best central defender we've got. Um, yeah. forget I'll, about rant about, I'll rant about that later. Well, you, Carry on. All right. Well, forget about him as a striker for now. But, we, um, but the, we've, we've got a couple of uh, central defenders in the background, which may come through soon. Um, one's on the bench, having recovered from his... Stoke injuries and of course uh, we've also got the guy from Burnley who came had two games and disappeared somewhere I, I don't know whether these I don't know what my little rant and it's not anywhere near as good as your rants is why are our players so injury prone what, what are they what are they doing are they rock climbing instead of training I don't know what they do up there but I, I can't imagine there's a club anywhere in the league that's having as many as many injuries as we've got that, that's one of the things that's annoying, isn't it? Because it's used as an excuse week in, week out, which is, he's got some some reason in behind it. You can understand it. But two of those players were injured before we signed them. So that's our own fault. That's our recruitment's fault for, for bringing them in, knowing that that's a risk. So you can't really count them in the injury count, can you, in that case? So that, that's our fault, for do, you know, our fault for doing the recruitment wrong. Perch, on the other hand, is completely different. That's, you know, season-long load. Yeah. Key player gone. Yes, one hundred percent. You accept that, Maris. Yeah, you accept that. You, we, 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 well, we. It's not been out long term, but and hopefully won't be. enough we'll be back soon. But again, you, you accept that. But those two defenders <laughs> for me, that's not necessarily bad luck. That's bad judgment bringing them in in the first place when you know they've got injuries. 
It's a big question which has been posed by Mark in the comments. Um, good question as well. Let's uh, get everybody's opinion on this. Um, again, I know lots of you are just to say, I know there's comments flooding in, um, you know, all the way through and I really, really appreciate these comments. I'm trying to get through as many as we can and trying to answer as many as you can. I'm just trying to pick comments which just seem to fit with what we're talking about at the time. So if I do miss your comment, I do apologise, but please do keep putting them in because we love your interactions. That is what this show is here for. Nobody else is going to give you this level of uh, interaction um, throughout the season. So please do keep following us and, and please do uh, keep those comments coming in. Mark says, how many of the players that are currently unavailable would you say can come back and change things? I'd say three, Perch, Maris and Quinn. And even then, do you really think they would make that much of a difference? The rest that are out are not guaranteed starters, um, in my opinion. And let's go round the panel on this one. Um, obviously, like Nathan said, um, Clive, you've got to write Perch off because he's out all season um, long. We do miss George Maris. Um, and we did miss George Maris yesterday. And we have undoubtedly missed Stephen Quinn. But... Do you, when, he, when he's saying, you know, do you really think they would make that much of a difference? Yes, they do. but And they do lift everybody else around them. But Nigel Clough should not be pinning every single hope on those three players because he's, what he's effectively saying is A, B and C will win as games of football. The rest of you are here to, to pick up the pieces and do the sweeping up. They're going to make the... They're going to make all the, the, the dinner. They're going to put get all the, the plaudits and all the, you know, the reviews and all of that stuff. What the rest of you are here to do is basically to wash the plates, clear the tables and wash the pots. Yeah, there's no question about it. The two Cloughs, the two the Clough brothers are responsible for the threadbare squad we're working with at the moment because recruitment has been woeful. And I'm assuming that uh, younger Clough is a professional recruitment guy. I mean, he's being paid to do a job and... If, if what he's brought to the club in the last couple of windows is anything to go by, he ought to find another job. Um, but equally, the book stops with his, his elder brother. And I think, you know, we've now got a situation where we've, we're in panic taking players in with one leg. And, 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 and I think we've got to learn from that as well. And we've had bad luck. There's no argument about that. You can't, can't legislate against that. And I do feel sorry for them a little bit in that they've, everything that could go wrong did go wrong and is continuing to go wrong. Um, but as we come out of this, and you only need one or two, maybe three players to come back in, that changes the complexion of the team. If the midfield start to have more confidence in the team and in the people behind them, they'll play with more confidence and they'll get more distribution. And hopefully that's the missing link. But while ever we're relying on one or two central defenders who have got a mistaking them every game then the morale of the team suffers and yet again i mean i saw the highlights of the northampton game a throw in and across i mean how many times is that going to happen yeah it's a, it's a very interesting point and we've got to certainly take a look at that nathan let's stay with this question for for a second yeah. um on the three players and um, what are your thoughts on that yeah. um you're saying obviously you know like we said we're discounting perch but marison quinn um, do you think they would really make that much of a dif of a difference? The, 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 to be honest, I'd add a couple more in there. I'd say Sturk and Gordon as well. Um, for what we've seen of Sturk in the games he has played, he, he does seem like a, a good enough player to come in and actually make a bit of an impact. So I'd, I'd add him in there. And, and Gordon, yes, we know he, he sometimes isn't the best. He's not the most consistent. I still do think 
he, you know, he, he, he offers a bit more. So, um, you know, him and Clark, I think, could then battle out for that right back spot. Um, so, I'd add those two in. I, I think there's five realistically that you could say would be starters for the, you know, for, for our eleven, which actually is quite a significant number. Um, but whether it'll turn, I think. It's not just that personnel, like a bit like Clive said, just to add on to it. It's more about what it does to those players around them, and if we can get, you know, three or four of those players out, you know, back into the into the team. And for example, you know, we, we talked about how strong our midfield was, uh, you know, for for a majority of the season so far, and that seems to have disappeared. Now we're not creating mm. anything. But the difference is having somebody with that experience in there, like Quinn, uh, Maris in his usual position, having Stoke to come on and and, and change things if. You know, when Maris is getting tired or Clark's getting tired, it then frees up the likes of Lapsley to maybe go in a bit more an attacking role and 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 play his game that we know he can do. It 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 then moves things around and gives us options. I think elsewhere on the pitch, which obviously at the moment we have got no chance of doing at the moment because we're already playing players out of position. Never mind then <coughs> trying to to shake it up a little bit. So I I do think it will get better. That's why for me, that's why I'm saying at the moment, although as as, as horrible as it is at the moment. I genuinely do believe, and I hope I'm not proven wrong, that it will get better in coming months. We've just got to really stick with it, which is a hard thing to do when you say when when we're you know level on points and out of the relegation zone by goal differences. You know, it's, it's it's really tough, but I do think some of those players will make a big big impact eventually. It's like Richard says uh, in the comments, we don't have bad players, we just have players lacking confidence. While Elliot says confidence is low right now, we need Clough uh, to pick up the players and dig out a result at very, very sharpest. Uh, not many managers uh, will survive 11, 12 games uh, without a win, but I think he may be given some slack uh, with all of the injuries. I'd add on to that as well, that he's uh, he was brought in for the long haul as well. So I think it would take something a little bit more drastic. I mean, I think perhaps uh, wouldn't if we were in this run, um, you know, with uh, without those players being out, uh, if we were in that run, I think then it would change. But at the moment, it is what it is. Time now, though, to head into the dressing room and hear from Nigel Clough himself. This is his reaction as the Stags were beaten 2-0 away at Northampton Town in Skybet League 2 yesterday. Nigel Clough. Speaking to I Follow Stakes. Performance was certainly bitterly disappointing. Our endeavour to try and get a goal at any time during the game. Uh, the odd uh, skirmish in their penalty area, but not. Performance was certainly bitterly disappointing. Our endeavour to try and get a goal at any time during the game. Uh, the odd uh, skirmish in their penalty area, but nothing sustained. Put two strikers up front. We took a gamble in moving Ollie Hawkins back from centre half, where he's been excellent, uh, in order to try and get a goal today. Uh, it certainly didn't work, and uh, we didn't look like scoring for large periods of the game today, uh, despite us playing, as I say, 4 4 2, playing our attacking players. Certainly, I'll take the responsibility for that and uh, probably picking the wrong formation, the wrong team, trying to be positive. I'd have probably stuck three in the middle of midfield and gone three, you know, and gone uh, five across the middle uh, with a bit more pace out wide. Uh, but we've had such a good week's training, uh, the players have, and we've been working on the 4 4 2 as well because we finished last week's second half with it and did really well. Uh, so you'd hope they'd take it into today's game, but it didn't work out like that. I find it very difficult to win games with the players that we have out there. Uh, can't state it any clearer than that uh, we're missing too many good players at the moment to get a result uh, we have three main footballers in our squad in terms of the midfield area and that's Quinn, Sturk and Maris and when you don't have one of them on the pitch 
that certainly shows. We would hope to have two of them on at any one time, but to have none uh, means we're, we're very sort of workmanlike at times. Uh, and then we go 1-0 down. I think it was their first shot after 20-odd minutes. Uh, gone through a crowd of players and into the bottom corner. That's how it's going for us. I don't think we've got the real hard sprinting and stuff uh, and the closing down and the desire to stop the opposition playing. Uh, I'd say that was a, a little bit lacking today, uh, which is our bottom line. Uh, that goes against everything that we've always set up for 20-odd years uh, to provide. That's the absolute bottom line. I don't think that's the phrase. Going through the motions, we're extremely low on confidence. I know we've got half a team out there at best uh, and we're losing games uh, and everybody's absolutely on the floor. And when that's the situation, when teams are losing games, you always say, oh, they're not fit enough in this. It's just confidence. And uh, uh, when you're winning games, everybody's buzzing, everybody's flying around. Uh, it's a test of character when you're not doing that uh, in order to give everything uh, all over the pitch. Nigel Clough speaking to iFollow Stags. For more interviews, head to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. I'm going to be honest, I sort of wish uh, that I hadn't uh, played that because it got me all annoyed again with some of the comments that he made in there. I forgot that he made um, some of those. It's very, very uh, frustrating, but uh, hopefully uh, we'll be back to winning ways or back on a positive result come Tuesday night, of course, at home to Port Vale. And then after that, it's a trip to Exeter on Saturday. Long, long day uh, to go and support your team uh, if you're in the uh, uh, the run that we're on uh, at the moment. Uh, if you want to go to that game, uh, you can get there with the SSA, the Stag Supporters Association. Uh, all you need to do uh, to book a seat uh, to extra on Saturday. The coach leaves at 7 a.m. Clive, are you ready for that one? 7 a.m. You I shall go to bed. Uh, well, you, you're not even going to bother. You're just going to uh, yeah. You're just going to stay up, do, pull an all nighter, and just have a little. I should, go, I should go to bed in my stag shirt. That's the best there thing. There you to go. Do. Just up and go. Uh, you can get uh, you can quit your seat now by calling 07967. 68957, that's 07967-689597. Lost my train of thought there because Nathan Edge's uh, internet dropped out again. Um, we've both, I mean, should we name and shame the company, Nate? Because I'm only two weeks in, a week in with them. I'm already annoyed with them. So, <laughs> Virgin Media, after it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely woeful. Um, Sky, I'm sorry, all is forgiven. Uh, keep your comments coming in and have your say uh, on your team. We'll talk all things Port Vale uh, in a second, but let's go back to, through um, some uh, of our comments, uh, which you guys have been absolutely flooding in. Um, Rich, uh, Robert says, sorry, Robert, um, our defence is that bad that the whole team are uh, that the whole team are done much on the defensive. We will never score. How many other teams do you know that three strikers, uh, Bowery included, plays uh, that their striker, sorry, uh, Bowery included, uh, plays um, in defence? Well, um, I think we should touch upon that. Clive mentioned it earlier um, about Ollie Hawkins. Um, Nigel Clough mentioned it in his full interview. Had to I follow to, to listen to that. He said that in retrospect, Clive um, shouldn't have played Ollie Hawkins up front. And I actually think we've we've got enough strikers at the minute um, to that are capable and enough creative players, especially with with Quinn and Sinclair coming back on Tuesday night. We've got enough to not need Hawkins up there. We need Ollie Hawkins at the back because we look a lot more organised with him there, a lot more structured. And goes to show, you know, um, with with him at centre-back for three games, we didn't concede a goal from open play. We only conceded one goal from a, a soft penalty. Um, and it just adds that leadership there, which we're clearly missing through Perch. So for me, I know he's a striker, but he's here to play for the team and play for the shirt. And he seems like the type of guy that will 
you know, do that and, and, and run his socks off and, and play wherever he's needed. We need to get through this period. And I think the best way to do that is to get Hawkins back there. Yeah, would you go Hawkins and Faz or Hawkins no. and Hewitt? No, I'd go Hawkins and Forrester because we need a... We need a oh, we assuming need, Forrester's yeah. fit to play, yeah. Yeah, yeah. assuming Forrester's fit to play, yeah. Um, but if he wasn't, then I would go um, probably Hawkins and, and Faz because I think... Um, I just don't rate Hewitt as, as much as I do Faz. I think Rawson tends to improve his game when uh, Hawkins alongside him. He seems like the type of player that he can feed off, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult to predict because we don't know what Forrester can contribute at the moment. Mm. But if he came and he was really a, a dynamic force in the in the centre of the defence, then all of a sudden you can look at the Hawkins situation again and say, OK, can we now have the confidence to move him back to where he wants to play? But at the moment, I, we can't manage without him at the back. Yeah, and you know another problem we've we've got as well, um, Nathy is potentially at left back as well with Ryan Burke. We'll talk about that in in just a second. Um, Steve McLaughlin uh, went off injured yesterday, of course. Uh, but quickly on, on Hawkins, I think me and Clive are both happily in the camp of Hawkins should be at centre back rather than centre forward because yesterday, um, this is no disrespect to him because he didn't really get any service, but he didn't really offer much up front. I actually forgot he was playing for a large majority of it. No, um, I mean to be honest, I, I was actually. I'm going to slightly disagree. I mean, well, not disagree, but I was actually kind of pleased to see him that he went back up top yesterday because I thought at least we're going to have something attacking-wise because at the moment, I don't think any of the others are doing it. Bowery not, had a poor game yesterday, um, but Oates and Danny Johnson, the ones that if, uh, you know, if Hawkins isn't up there, you need them to step up and, and they're you know far from doing that at the moment. So I thought at least we might show something going forward, but I don't know if he's still struggling with it, you know, with his back and his thigh because I think he, he wasn't as as mobile as he is he is he, as he, he can be. I know he's not the most mm. mobile, but it can normally be be better than that. He wasn't winning that many headers, which is usually superb in the air. With I mean, credit to the Northampton defence there, but the service was poor. And I just thought if he is struggling a little bit, maybe uh, you know, put him back in defence would be a would be an option. But then, like I say, it, you just then need more from your attacking minded player your your other players who aren't stepping up. So there's there's two issues there. It's not just where Hawkins goes, it's then when he does move, you need the others to step in and, and do a better job and that we're not getting that um you know thus far. What really miffed me yesterday actually was, you know, I'd actually forgotten about his back injury for a second. What actually really miffed me actually was if he was struggling, why start him? We didn't need to. We don't need to start him up front. I think that's the the frustrating thing for me at the minute, Clive. You've got all right. He's not scoring goals, and you know that that's probably why the the counter argument is there of putting Hawkins up front. But Danny Johnson, Jordan Bowery, Reese Oates, George Clapsley, and um, Harry Charlesley both support in supporting roles there as well. We've got enough attacking players. Jason Law on the bench. We've got a young striker who's eager to, to to get his chance. You know, he's never played football league before, but he's there in, in James Gale. I'm talking about the, the young lad who we signed from the non-league team. You've got options there in that position where we clearly haven't at the back. And if he's injured, I think it's I think we probably did the wrong thing to risk him yesterday. I understand why he wanted to start him up top, um, but I don't think he was that effective. In fact, the only time really yesterday we looked. Uh, anywhere near effective was we actually we got the ball on the floor and when Reese Oates came on and had a little run at them, they didn't seem to handle pace. And we actually thrive by playing that way. So for me, I think it's a case of if we don't need him up front for now, let's let's leave him uh, at the back. And it was perhaps a poor decision by Clough to, to start him, bring him on after an hour if we're struggling or at half time, but it might have been a risk there. 
that both Danny and uh, Hawkins were getting very poor service yesterday mm. by all accounts. And I think you can't blame him for not scoring goals. In fact, we're not scoring goals as a team, so it's not about an individual player here. We've yet to see the best out of Danny. Um, and Hawkins, we know, is uh, he's got the ability to to uh, win things in the air, but you've still got to get them to him. And you've still got to have someone to pick them up. And, you know, it, it, we, we're not in a good position to, to bang goals away at the moment. So I can't can't fault the argument of trying to lock the back door first, you know, and 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 clearly at the moment we'd take a bag full of nil nils, wouldn't we? Um, but it's uh, you're right. I think if if what Clough knew that you didn't know was that he's got a uh, he's got a um, a bit of a tender back, then you wouldn't play him. I mean, for God's sake, we're so dependent on on this lad, um, and and uh, you know I'd rather him be fit in a week's time to stand at the back again than to. Uh, to risk him just to try and get a goal that clearly we weren't going to give him a service to obtain. Keep your comments uh, coming in. Uh, Alan says, talk about all these players that are missing. Just three who started against Bristol Rovers missed yesterday's game. Good point there. Yeah. Uh, I also think, you know, there's uh, an issue with the, the formation that we're trying to play. We still haven't found our identity. We tried the diamond. We tried going with a three. We tried in a flat 4-4-2 yesterday, which was very disjointed with Jordan Bowery, a striker on, le- on the left wing. It's, it's, we need to find our niche and stick to it and find the way we play. I, I actually think, you know, if you look back to last season when we were playing our, our good football, all right, we've changed the, the forward line a little bit, but we've got players who actually can improve that. And that's playing the three. We've got to find our identity, Nathan, and stop tinkering. We've got to say, this is what it is. This is how we're going to play. And consistently playing that way will give us confidence and will get us results. We can't keep trying to, you know, um, put square pegs in round holes and, and just trying to bumble our way through it. We've got to get our head down now. That I mean, that for, with the whole situation with Bowery yesterday, that, that for me was just massively unnecessary. You've got, um, you know, you've got two left-sided players in Burke and McLaughlin that can, that can go there. So, as in, you're one left-back, one left you know, left midfield. Then, so to so use them both. I know, in the end, obviously, McLaughlin went off injured, which uh, which could be an even you know a massive blow for me. He's been the most consistent, and that's saying something because you know how uh, I was last year with <laughs> with, with my comments towards uh, McLaughlin. But um, it did. That's it's a bit like you saying with Hawkins. Hey, eh? in the positions where you have got options, you know, use use them. Don't. Um, Focus on the areas really where you've got no options and you've got to stick someone there. So you, you, know, we're, we're really looking bad from defence going up, aren't we? Really, that's kind mm. of where the, the problem starts. So sort that bit out first, get that bit sorted. Like, and I think we had been doing that over the last few games. So I don't know what changed yesterday. Was it? Is he getting desperate? Did he really want to go for the win? And that's why we went. You know, cause I think on paper it probably was more of an attacking out. Uh, you know, sort of. Uh, attacking lineup, but it didn't deliver that way as well. So, is it a bit of desperate from uh, from Nigel Clough because is the pressure tight enough? Does he know that you know, like someone else said in the comments, you can't carry on losing or not winning this many games without losing your, losing your job. So, is is a bit of panic setting in from the from the manager? I have to say though, on on that, I, I agree with you that I think there is probably a little bit of panic there, and he's never really had this in his entire managerial career where he's had all these different factors go against him. But you mentioned it earlier, and we've mentioned it, you know, on the last couple of podcasts. When you're in this situation, 
the thing you want to do is, you know, get a point, get a clean sheet. Because if you keep a clean sheet, you get a point, and a point's good enough to create some confidence. We've seen it. I think yesterday, trying to tinker with that again um, was a mistake. We needed to just be basic and and lock that back door and and build that wall and and uh, and take that clean sheet. And then if we nick it. You know, in the 90th minute or wherever, we nick it with a, with a corner because we will have attacking phases. Of course, we will. If we nick, manage to nick a goal, then that's great. Maybe we just misjudged it yesterday. Maybe Clough misjudged it, and I get the sense he felt that as well with some of his uh, post match comments. Uh, talking of comments, a good one from Susan uh, who says, "I like George Cooper as a central defender. Only young, I know, uh, but far better than the current two and probably uh, naughty. Yeah, I agree. With I like him. I think he's a another good prospect. But again." these young prospects Clive actually that I do worry for because you know if you like we've said before if you're not in Clough's um ideal top 11 you're only going to be a bit part player we've only got one more uh, Papa John's trophy game where we will play those players we've got this under 23s competition but other than that there's there's nothing for them to to prove themselves and I think that's wrong because you know if, if you've got players like George Cooper, who I think has actually got a bit of a knock, he did pick up a knock in that trophy game, who are, you know, looking strong and, and improving week by week, you've got nothing to lose at this stage of the season when you're so down on your luck at all. Well, the argument is if your team that you prefer to put out is coming up with a poor run of results that we have been doing, then what can you lose by putting the best of your uh, your fringe players up there? Good uh, job. <laughs> That's a I don't think he's that worried, but the, the the bottom line is we have players who are in development and we should give them the opportunity. It's a risk, but it's a risk in doing nothing as well. And that's what we're doing at the moment. But we're not taking chances. We're not getting we're not getting points. I mean, I don't just going back to your earlier point, uh, Craig, I don't actually agree with you about having one format and sticking with it. I think uh, it's horses for courses. You know, every, every every team we play should have been watched at least once prior by the assistant manager. And one assumes that's what he does because he's very rarely to be seen at the game. Um, and, and he will come back and say, this is the format that we need to adopt to get the best outcome from this game. And that won't always be the same one. So yeah, I think- I, go on. Go on. I, I, I was just going to say, I think that's probably where we won't see eye to eye on that because I, I think you're playing into your opposition's hands by them forcing you to alter your system and your, and your style. You should never we, we, allow a team to... We've seen already this playing. season, teams have read us. They know what we're going to do. And if they know what we're going to do, what we have to think about is changing what we're going to do. Now, all right, we don't agree on, on this one, but I'm older than you, so I win anyway. <laughs> I, do, I think we did that a bit yesterday, though, to be honest, against Northampton. You know, think to the... Pre-match, um, you know, they were saying, uh, Cliff was saying about how, um, you know, Northampton are quite direct, quite strong, physical physical side in a, in a good way. Well, what did we do? We went and put Ollie Hawkins up front, tried to go direct ourselves, tried to go toe-to-toe with them in, in the way they play. And a bit like you said about Oates coming on towards the end of the game, yes, again, another player out of form, but as soon as we had a little bit of pace into the into our team and played a different style, uh, or tried to play a different style, albeit all too late, uh, we actually had a bit of threat about us. And, and that's probably where, again, we we probably shouldn't have tried to match them. We probably should have done a little bit more build on what we had been doing previously, which was slowly, you know, we, we defensively improved. We needed to do more going forward, yes. So that's where we needed to probably look at it in a different way, not just try and match up with Northampton, which clearly... But a bit on the backside, quite quite 
quite toughly. So I might have to disagree slightly there as well about saying that Oates is out of form. I think if you look at him as a goal scorer, yes, he is out of form, but actually as a creative, he's probably one of the, the players who actually excites me at the minute. And I think Somebody did say in the comments, yeah, so, I'm just, uh, who, who excites yeah. us? Is it? That's the one. Yeah. I, mean, I think I mean, what he I does mean, do is bring energy got, when he comes on. That's the thing. I mean, just, just to uh, clarify for, for those who are, who are watching, you've got a screen reader reading these comments, right, Nath? Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise we need to ask questions, right? No, I'm joking. Yeah, just trying some, me, yeah. I'm just trying to bring some light entertainment to what is a very negative podcast at the minute. Um, Michael says, let's ask this question, actually. Uh, what player or players can this panel name who really gets them excited and off their seats? I'm struggling to name any from the current squad. No Bishop, no Maguire, Pierce, etc. to name a few. Oates is one for me, but I think that's when it's a perception thing. If you look at him as an out-and-out striker, he doesn't do it. But if you look at him as a creative and attacking midfielder or a wide player, he does excite me. Not on the same level which a certain Mr. Mr. Hamilton used to do when he was running down the wing. But when he gets Bring the ball back. at his feet, I think it, you know he does sort of raise expectations a little bit. He just sort of make me sort of sit back and have a little look at who play, what players are making runs, that sort of thing. Um, Quinn, when he's in the side, does, because he gets on the ball and plays. Um, I'm a fan of um, Keaton Ward. I think he needs more more game time. Um, and obviously James Clark at the back. But in terms of at- attacking-wise, I think I'm on the same page as Michael a little bit, Clive. I actually struggle. Yeah, I can't think of anybody that excites me um, at the moment. And that's because we're playing, we're playing with no confidence as much as anything mm. in that, and, and with a threadbare uh, team. But we, yeah, you're it's right. CJ Hamilton used to give us excitement for for that blur of a moment when he ran down the wing just before he then wasted the ball. But, um, you, you know, we, and, and when <laughs> I'm sorry to bring him up again, but when Danny got the ball, it used to be Danny Rose I'm talking about now. There was an air of excitement because his, his passion for the for the game and his absolute be, commitment. Before he fell over. Yeah, before he then rudded his arse, yeah. But, but we've, uh, we haven't got that. Uh, we haven't got that Sparta at the moment. You know, uh, Sinclair could be that player, but I don't think he's making it. I just don't see it coming through now. I think he's got see, as, far, get, as far as he's going to get it. I agree on that. I think I think he can make it. I think he, he can go further. I think I, I said it when he came into the side last season. He can be um, a, a big earner for us in terms of future revenue, but... It's being managed in the right way. And I, for, for whatever reason, I don't think Nigel Clough is managing him the right way. I don't think he, he believes him in enough to, to, to go and do it. And almost like Tom says, actually, in the comments, uh, didn't like him saying that Sturk was a key player for us. He's barely been in the team, must have only had um, one start. I've liked him when he's come off the bench and I'm disappointed that he's out injured because I actually do think he's a good, exciting prospect. But um, I, again... If you're, this is another perception thing of Clough's comments, Nate. If you're saying that a lone player is one of our top three key players, and you've got players like Sinclair, Jason Law, etc., who have come through our own academy, sitting on the bench, knocking on the door, who did so well for us last season and got so much praise, if you're them, you're going, really? This is what I want to. What's changed? Because actually, towards the end of last season, we were here. Praising Clough for embedding these players into the team. Yes, or albeit he didn't have much choice because we were low on players at that point as well. But um, we were praising him for how he managed to integrate Sinclair into the team. Praising him for bringing Ward back in and getting him involved. Praising him for for getting Law involved, who who also played pretty well. Mm. But why is that? What what's <clears throat> why is it so different now? What's uh, why are those players not really getting looking unless they absolutely 
have to, as in there's there's nobody else left to to go in their place. So, you know what what's changed the sort of mentality in behind that? So there's got to be there's got to be some sort of reason. Um, so it so it is a a frustrating frustration for those young players. I mean, the the argument is are they good enough anyway? Well, we're not we're not going to really know unless we get to see them. Um, you know. It, I figured this all out, by the way. The reason we we've go. got so many injuries to senior players is because these players who can't get picked are kicking them on the training ground in order to get them injured, so they've got a chance. Maybe maybe that's the only way that Clough will play them. That's why he's, Clough's uh, uh, um, words and, and style in the press needs to change. It needs to be a squad game, not an 11 game. Let's uh, run through, excuse me, some of uh, some more comments. Uh, lots of them flooding out. I just want to try and give some shout-outs, really. Loads of great comments. Um, uh, Jono says uh, I've seen a fair few wanting Clough to be sacked but for me sacking yet another manager isn't the answer completely agree uh, Clough uh, yep. is experienced enough and has done uh, a good enough jobs at clubs in his career to deserve time to sort this out uh, Jamie says I think it's going to be hard for the Stags fans on Tuesday uh, to get the team going if we are not playing and they will turn on the players if we are losing I'm hoping uh, Nath that we don't have any I don't know where you're going with this. The T word. T word? I, I think yeah. it's the same. Turpentine. Oh, toxicity. Come on. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I just wanted to I'm ring so, the bell. I, I can't swear on it. I mean, that's what I, was, I was about to say that word, but yeah, I was like, what? Where's it going? Did you miss rehearsals? <laughs> yes. Did, yeah, sorry. Did, just a little bit like Cam, who's decided that there's a rerun of Hollyoaks on. Uh, <laughs> decided not to turn up to the rehearsals of the podcast. God, could you imagine if this was rehearsed? Jesus it would be, right. better, it would it? be so dreadful. It would. Uh, but so far, people are sticking with us and absolutely loving it. So we thank you for that. Uh, Dean says, uh, Clough said at the uh, end of last season, we must improve the quality in each box. Can we say we have we have improved? We missed Lapsley's goal from last season. His form for this season is a major worry. First part of that comment, um, quick yes, no answer uh, from Clive and Nathan. We'll start with Clive. Clough said at the end of last season, we must improve the quality in each box. Can we say we have improved? Yes or no, Clive? No. Nathan Edge? Defence, no. Strikers, yes. Although it doesn't seem like at the minute, but it will do. Again, he missed rehearsals because that was a quick yes, no answer. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't that simple. There were two parts to him. Are you saying I'm simple? Bring back Sweeney and Mal, that's all I'm saying. No, carry on. I'm not going to play the clip. I'm not playing the clip again. <laughs> um, Jamie says, so if we are still in this position by the end of Christmas, will you be still backing him? Um, again, um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I won't be backing him if we've got a full roster of players available and we're still performing like this. I'm giving no. him a lot of leeway because of where we are. Um, again, I'm just going through the list of who we're missing yesterday. Perch, obviously long-term, can't do anything about that. Kel Gordon, Ryan Sturk, Stephen Quinn, Tyree Sinclair, Richard Narty, um, uh, and then uh, George Maris uh, yesterday. Um, as well. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players uh, in there yesterday. Uh, potentially, though, Nate, we've got to add uh, Stephen McLaughlin to that list um, on Tuesday. And this is perhaps where I should play the little clip because um, he was in the goals for Port Vale on, on Saturday. Um, you sent me the, the clip of it on, on Twitter, of course, as well. Um, if McLaughlin is injured, have we really got any backup? Because um, I think it was a st- mistake in letting Sir Mal. Leave in the summer. Um, 
I mean, it's, it was sad to see Seymour go because of everything he's done for the club. But I think, to be fair, we all uh, did say at the time it probably was time for him to go. His form had dipped and so on. So we said it was probably time for him to move on. Um, but the, the, this is probably just more of a, a matter of sort of, um, again, a, a fault of our recruitment. You know, we've got we've only got Ryan Burke to, to come in, which at least we have got a like-for-like like swap on this occasion. So mm-hmm. Ryan Burke can come in and, and I expect will come in if... Uh, if McLaughlin is obviously is out for, for for that one, let's hope he's not. Because uh, I think for me he's been the most consistent player. Um, you know, I think he's been player of the season so far, even if he has gone a bit quiet over the last few games and keeps banging in crosses to the to to I don't know to, to Scotland. I don't know where he's hitting them, but um, he still has been a better player. So it's it's up to Ryan Burke to to step up um, and whether he's good enough at the moment. I've not, I, I don't I don't think so, but. We are not going to have much choice by it, but at least he is a like for like swap. I think it's worth reminding ourselves that the the club itself will have expected Clough to reduce the wage bill following yeah. the years of fairly savage existence, and those players, including Benny, would have gone because he was quite well paid. I think. Yeah. And, and I think that's not unreasonable. And I think it gave him another opportunity. And I thought we'd seen the best of him. I'm wrong actually because I thought I think he's having a good season at Warsaw, but. You know, that always happens with, with ex-stags, awesome. isn't it? They always, they always play out of the socks when they go somewhere else. On that score, would you, if January comes along and we're still struggling for central defenders, would you bring uh, Benny Ace back into, into the team? Bring O'Keefe. Um, yeah, I'd bring O'Keefe back, uh, 100%. Benny Ace, uh, mm, not sure. I mean, he's better than having no option. Well, he's is he better than Hewitt? That's the question. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, that is true. I'd, I'd do a, a swap straight away. They can take him. Has he? Has he played much for Warsaw though? I don't know. I've not really been. Following. Anyway, I haven't quite finished my point. We've 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 let players go to trim the wage bill, and then we've left ourselves a little bit thin on the ground. And of course, in in this last um, run up to the deadline, we spent a lot of money on loan players and other players. So I'm not sure we've uh, we've made a real net gain on salaries. So mm. we've ended up with a poorer squad as a result of those decisions. Yeah. It's uh, it, it is really, really a frustrating one. Um, we're running out of time, and there's loads more comments uh, to go through. Um, I'm just going to sort of pick a, a few of them again. Apologies if I've if I've missed your comment. Um, I, I think uh, you know you guys have been absolutely fantastic for us, and I really appreciate all of those uh, those comments uh, coming in. Uh, some of them are going back past old points as well, and you guys having conversations with yourself, which is absolutely fantastic um, as well. Um, I'm going to ask a couple of questions now. Obviously, let's turn to uh, Port Vale, and that is, um, of course, uh, we've got players coming back in, and, and one comment which I saw, I've sort of lost it now a little bit um was uh, something to do with ah, that there it is from jim uh, from exeter onwards i don't think he can really blame the injuries or bar few will be back yeah of course you know you look um at tuesday night you cross quinn off the list of players that are missing you cross um sinclair off the, the list of, of of players that are missing forrester is now back um in the fold as well rawson's back in in the fold um Potentially might have George Maris back. I don't think he'll be back for, for Tuesday, possibly back for um, for Saturday. So, um, yeah, after extra, I think uh, other questions might have to have to be asked. But uh, we mentioned it earlier. Will Quinn, um, you know, sort of bring a little bit more back into the team? Yes, he will because of his experience and leadership. But what team and what formation 
would would you go with? We we mentioned having an identity a little bit earlier on. Uh, Richard says my team for Port Vale will be Bishop, James Clark, Ollie Hawkins, uh, Rawson, Steve McLaughlin, Burke if McLaughlin not fit. Ollie Clark, George Maris, Stephen Quinn, Tyrese Sinclair, Reese Oates, and George Lapsley uh, in a 4 3 3. Clive, what would you be going with if you were Nigel Clough? Well, that sounds pretty pretty much on the nail, I think. I mean, there's obviously going to be the odd flex in there, and you can't, you can't rule out further injuries. You know, they've got the train between now and then. So uh, <laughs> I think that, 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 that had sense. Mm. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Where would you be going with it? I'd be going uh, with a formation of 8 1 1. Stick them all back there and just say, <laughs> come on. Uh, no, I, I think that's, you know, uh, obviously, like I say, we probably have to take Maris out of there. I don't think he'll be, I don't think he'll be back if it, they have to do the usual 10 days after concussion and so on. So, obviously, the protocol's right, it's over that to follow. So, we'll see on that one. Fingers crossed he, he can be back. Um, <laughs> Can I just I interrupt think... and say that according to Facebook, Mansfield Town Football Club is watching. There we are. Oh, yeah. It's cool. It's right. Nigel. It's Nigel, Nigel. himself. <laughs> so, yeah, 8-1-1 <laughs> on Saturday, on Tuesday night. Um, no, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think that's spot on in the, in the comments. Obviously, we're probably missing Maris, but um, I think 4-3-3 with those players would probably be, 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 be a pretty, pretty good option. And a little bit of excitement in there with a bit of pace in, with Sinclair and Oates on the <clears> either side of... Uh, Oh no, sorry, it wasn't. Oates in the middle, wasn't it? But you could, yeah. put, you could do that and put Lapsley in the middle. Even, even do that and a bit of pace on on the on the wing. I think I'd still stick with Johnson there for me. I, I definitely agree that we should be in a three. Um, I agree with the back four, um, which Richard's gone for of, of James Clark, Hawkins, Rawson, and M- McLaughlin. Um, if Forrester's fit, I'd be tempted to to throw him in there and see what he can do. But I think Rawson and Hawkins are a pair. Um, uh, relatively solid enough. They've both got experience, which is what we need. Um, and I think especially if McLaughlin's going to be missing and Burke has to come in, I think we need that experience there. I don't think we can be reliant on a player who's not yet you know, made an appearance for us. The midfield three, um, which he picked of Clark, uh, Maris and Quinn. I don't think Maris will be available because of the concussion rulings and things like that. So if he is great, if he's not, Keaton Ward, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, for me, should being there. I think he's as good as, as Sturk and if that's where um, Clough is, is edging his bets then you, you get the next, next best thing and that's him. Uh, front three, uh, I put Johnson in there um, but definitely be playing Sinclair and, and, and Reese Oates with maybe dropping Lapsley back into to that midfield three but he's more of an attack-minded player than a defensive role so uh, having him to, to bring on um, is is absolutely uh, absolutely great. Just trying to see if there's uh, some more team selections in there. There are. Uh, Craig says Bishop, Clark, Hawkins, Rawson, Burke, Sinclair, Ward, Maris, Quinn, uh, DJ, and Oates would be my eleven for Tuesday. Um, uh, Robert says Danny Johnson is supposed to be in his prime. Uh, Clough uh, himself said in the first interview for the, for the club. Yeah, lots of talking about me uh, talking about that um in there as well lots of uh, other things in there um uh, if Quinn Maris Sinclair um play on Tuesday then I'd play uh, Johnson says Ben um Andy says the team is missing leadership creativity physicality uh, the right sort and pace squad is wafer thin we seem to have recruited a lot of nice and inexperienced uh, triers yeah uh, absolutely. Lots more comments to, to try and get through, but we are uh, almost uh, out of time uh, tonight. Um, so I just want to say thank you to every single one of you who's uh, left a comment this evening. Um, you've been absolutely um, 
fantastic. Please do uh, keep them coming in. And if you want to get involved with the podcast more, obviously some of you might be brand new to the Mansfield Matters podcast. Uh, one thing we do on this show is uh, the podcast uh, prediction game, which you can get involved with. Nathan slags me off for it every single week. Uh, and this month we are uh, giving away one of these. Mansfield Matters mugs uh, hey. for the highest um, point scoring uh, Mansfield Matters podcaster in the Podcast Prediction League. And there were some point scorers uh, yesterday in uh, yesterday's fixtures. Um, a big shout out to, to Mark Yates, who got himself one point for predicting that the Stags would lose 3-1. By predicting that the Stags would lose, he got himself one point. Uh, Roger, who uh, also got a point last week, predicted the Stags would lose 2-0. And because they did lose 2-0, gets three points on board. And uh, Steve... Well done, Steve predicted the Stags would lose 2-1, so gets a point for predicting uh, a <clears> loss. Um, Nathan's just done a little ahem cough because he's going to say that he gets all three points. But you're wrong, Mr. What? Edge. I got, I got one point. No, you didn't. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start flipping tables. I, I went for a 2-1 defeat. That's one point. No, you didn't. Did I not? Damn it. No. What have I done? You went for a one all draw. You went for a 2-1 defeat on Tuesday night. Oh, I bottled it, didn't I? <laughs> you did. Um, you absolutely did. Shocking. Right, I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, get it all back on Tuesday. Don't worry, lads. Back in on this. Because we are, you know, I am. You've slagged off the rules to this podcast and the, <laughs> the, 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 the game. I'm gonna, you know, show my niceness towards you because you are my friend to, to both of you. I am going to give you the option now, Mister Edge, to change your prediction for Tuesday night. At the moment, let me remind you of what you've gone for. You have gone for a 2-1 defeat with George Lapsley to get on the score sheet. I've gone for a 2-0 win with Quinn and Reese Oates to score. I might change mine. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. You should stick with them. Yeah. Have uh, the courage of your conviction. Clive, um, you weren't with us on the last podcast, of course. Um, go for your prediction for Tuesday night. Oh, you've got it. I can't remember it, so this is your chance to... to one all Lapsley. Draw a one all draw for for George Lapsley's score. I know what I did have on. Um, I did have Danny Johnson score a penalty against Northampton, didn't I? And then we nearly had a penalty. Then we didn't. Then we then we didn't. Yeah. Know yeah, let's, yeah, let's not get into that. Well, because we could be here for another <laughs> half an hour. I've got things to do. I, we, put an hour, we only put an hour aside for this podcast. We've been live for an hour and ten minutes uh, so far. Yeah, which uh, well, I think we're probably going to get a record number of comments tonight. That's, yeah, we might, hey, we might get another trophy like we did last time. It came yeah, can yeah. we have an actual, dear, dear um, restream studio? Can we have an actual trophy? Because that's the that's what I'm waiting for. Or, or are they just going to say, and you've got enough of these? mugs um uh, robert says thank you guys love this evening's uh, debate not a problem um richard says great show tonight looking forward to talk about the win against Vale. let's all be positive and believe in our team and last little bit of um news um as well of course there is some uh, mansfield town news uh, to talk about today <laughs> From the Mansfield Matters news desk at 12 minutes past seven. Now, I've, uh, I'm trying to go back into my old job role there. I'm not going to do it. Um, the Stags, of course, uh, FA Cup draw uh, took place early today. Sunderland away again. Um, last season, of course, uh, it led to our first win 
uh, of the season with George Lapsley on the score sheet. One nil. We're all gutted because we couldn't go. I'm delighted for two for two reasons. One, if we inevitably end up drawing, um, you know, the replay on Tuesday night would have meant that I would have had to take a day. If we were at home in the first leg, I wouldn't be able to go to the replay. So getting that we've got an away tie. Also buzzing that it's suddenly it's a new ground and that's the one thing we want in the FA Cup so it might be a League One team but like you said on Facebook earlier Clive to someone you never know what could happen it's the magic of the FA Cup please with that draw Clive uh, no I'd rather have somebody more local but having said that it, up for you it, and it, it does illustrate the uh, diversity of the FA Cup and, and I'm looking forward to going up to the Stadium of Light for the first time as well so and it doesn't yeah. matter it doesn't matter whether we win or not how how often do you end up getting join the same team in the League Cup and the um, FA Cup first round? We used right? to draw Oldham for everything at one time. Well, I know hey, that's, yet, a, but now, that's a very good point because we forget that we got Preston again this year, didn't yeah. we? Be? That's like one of the chances. Yeah, that. very um, very weird. I, I'm, I'm I'm buzzing about it. I, I said in the in the in the car on the way home from Northampton, I said to be honest that it could be the best the best thing for us would be to get a difficult team because you're not expected to win. We've got nothing to lose. A bit like last year. Um, It'd be worse if we got somebody like uh, Geisley at home or something, like, and then and then lose. It's embarrassing. And It'd be worse if we got could Chesterfield. Have even, I, I wouldn't have gone. I don't think I could have gone in the minute. <laughs> but um, I think some of the way, for that reason, you've not got nothing to lose. So we can go there and, and, and just give it give it all. And second of all, I think the fact that we all missed out on it last year, at least we can do it this year. And we're not mm-hmm. missing out on a bit of a payday as well, because obviously the big crowd. We get a share mm. of the gates. We missed out on that last year, so it's nice we've got a, a second go of it. And if we could replicate the score, that would be, that'll be just icing on the cake, wouldn't it? Bloody long day, though, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> as always, we're not going to do a man match vote. Um, basically, because I've forgotten, we literally are running over time, and I know Nathan's got to go and put Oliver to bed. And there wasn't um, and- one. And and he wasn't one. And you know, you know, Clive needs his uh, Danny Rose. Yeah, let's give it Danny Rose. Um, well, it did. Um, but we always do end on lessons. So, Clive, I'm going to come to you uh, first. What's your lesson to take away from uh, yesterday's two 0 defeat away at Northampton? A defeat which leaves us just above the drop zone, albeit on goal difference. Don't buy a ticket to an away game and then to find you can't go. I mean. That was a blessing in the end for you, Clive. I mean, we're on a Sunday show. We talk about blessings here as well. You know, if if all if the only joy ever came from seeing the team win, we wouldn't be supporting Mansfield Town, would we? That's true. Have you got have you got an actual lesson? Or no. are you just going to go with that one? Fair enough. Uh, Nath, come on, don't let me down. This is the. Oh, you like to put these in we, the, we've, uh... we've, we've, yeah, I do. I like to put them in the ending. And we've had a really good amount of viewers today. Really good amount of comments. I want to end on a high which it probably won't be because we all know what I'm going to do after this news is finished <laughs> at the end. So come on, come on, don't let me down. Please, my friend, please. Don't leave it on my shoulders. Come on. Uh, I'm going to try and pick someone out of the, grab someone out of the area. It's not going to be very good, but don't forget about the man in the management. So manage their players as, as people as well as players. So. Oh, that's very profound. It was shocking, wasn't it? But you know where I'm going with it. Oh, I like it. I like it. It's very, very good indeed. Um, it's great. Uh, Nath, Clive, thank you very much for joining us. Um, somebody mentioned in the comments earlier, Nath, was well about our pre-match little food. Yes, we'll talk so about that. For, we'll talk <laughs> about that for the Saturday game because I will literally be bombing it from work on Tuesday, and I will get there probably about um, the minute to kick off. So, uh, not looking forward to that. So, there better not be any traffic. Might be a speeding ticket coming. No, we'll never break the law, kids. Never break the law. Um, but we will talk about that next time. Uh, we, we were back. Um, 
probably on Thursday night. In fact, it will be on Thursday night because uh, I've only got Thursday night to do it, Thursday or Friday, um, to talk about the Port Vale game and look ahead to that massively long journey to, to Exeter. So we'll see you both then. For anybody uh, that that's new to the Mansfield Matters podcast, you can subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever. And we're also at mtfcmatters.co.uk. And if you've liked what you've heard and what you've seen, make sure you get involved with the podcast prediction game and win yourself a mug. Or if you want to support the podcast, you can buy a mug at mtfcmatters.co.uk. Nathan, Clive, thanks very much for joining us. We will see you again um, in uh, in the week. And I look forward to seeing you on both on Tuesday night as well. For now, though, that is all that we've got time for. Lessons to take away then from today's game. Clive says, don't buy a ticket to find you can't go. Nathan says, don't forget about the man in management. And from me, think before you speak, Nigel. Team means together everybody achieves more. And they're more likely to do that if you give them confidence or infuse rather than saying, we essentially had a team of traffic cones out there today. It's not needed. We need to be all together. Get behind the boys at the One Call Stadium, of course, on Tuesday night as we play Port Vale. Let's try and end this terrible, terrible run and get back to winning ways. Because no matter the score, to us, Mansfield will always matter. We'll see you again soon. And Nathan says, we've got a trophy for comments. Cheers, Restream. Thanks to you guys at home for getting involved with the show tonight. Why? Because to us all, Mansfield always matters. Have a great remainder of your Sunday night and we'll see you next week on the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. Good night. Are you sick and tired of going home after a long away game where you've been played off the pitch, lost a game of football and really frustrated? Do you want a drink to to calm your nerves, but you just can't find the right vessel to have it in without being told off by the other half? You know, getting the pint glass out, getting the wine glass out. You're having another one of them. What you need is a mug. Describe, hide your post-match drink in a mug, a Mansfield Matters mug, mtfcmatters.co.uk. These have really got to stop. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.